welcome to episode 244 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Want to grow bigger antlers? Well, today's podcast, we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about the topic of the maternal effects of nutrition and what they have to do with offspring. This is not a topic that you hear about in hunting magazines, hunting circles, when you're sitting at the bar or you're sitting at a hunting store looking at ammunition, you're having conversation about wildlife. They're talking about antler point restrictions, reduced hunting seasons, reduced opportunity, too many people on the landscape, all the different side-by-sides, road hunting. These are the conversations that happen in hunting circles. The conversations that are happening in wildlife management are these type of conversations. The cascading maternal effect of nutrition and what it has to do with offspring is huge. It's not, this is probably for me besides habitat, because this is a habitat issue, potentially depends. It could be a seasonal issue, issue, but it is one of the greatest factors in my opinion, on whether or not you're going to have big bucks. So everybody's looking for bigger bucks. Some of the issues, I believe, a lot of the issues are directly related to the mother's health. Because there's a whole lot that goes on to play. From the very moment that the offspring of the fetus is conceived, they start doing what's called fetal programming. Now, the maternal nutrition that's happening during that gestation is known as fetal programming. Those nutrients are helping the fetus develop physiologically as well as the skeleton and all the different things that are going into are the building blocks for what its life is going to be like outside the womb. Now, I've had family members who were born prematurely and they've suffered the effects. There has been some mental issues from those effects as well as physical issues. And just the same, an offspring that is born to an underweight mother, you know, mule deer or elk or whitetail is going to suffer some kind of similar situation where they are going to have a long road ahead of them. They're lacking out on the certain mineral minerals that are needed to help them uh, develop the bones and the proper foundation for that. They're lacking calcium. They're lacking phosphorus. They're lacking proteins. They're lacking the vitamin D that's so important. They're lacking the energy. And when you lack all those different things, you lack the ability for home, hormonal regulation. Hormones are one of the important things that help determine antler growth. How your hormones change are going to determine when your your antlers start to grow versus when they drop off. This is not just a short-term effect. You're not affected for eight weeks after you're born or 12 weeks or one year. You are affected your entire life. Studies have shown that a mule deer born to an underweight mother, when it reaches three years old, will be 58 to 60% smaller than a mule deer born to a healthy mother. That means its entire life it is going to be affected. And these problems will 
run through an entire population and create just a whole host of situations. Lower birth weights are also tied to lower survival rates. The lower the birth weight, the more problems they are, they are having, and they have a reduced survival rate, and they're basically compromised their entire life. Antler development for males, it puts them way behind, 58 to 60% smaller than one at three years. That means they could have overcome the effects and they could be in very good habitat getting all the nutrients, but it doesn't really matter because they are suffering the effects of the mother and the overall health and nutrition that the mother has. 58 to 60% smaller is huge. Not only is this going to affect antler growth and what hunters are looking at, because they're like, hey, this is ridiculously small, or there's three points everywhere, but it's also going to play a role in how well it is mating. Because if they are 58% smaller, not just antler size, but body size, then they are going to be unlikely to compete with other males not just the that three-year age gap, that three-year-old, but they're going to lose to males that are younger as well as males that are older, and they're definitely going to lose out to males that are the same age as them. And their overall fitness is compromised. They are less likely, because of the maternal nutrition, to overcome environmental conditions, whether it's seasons, hard winters, just the seasonal changes in itself. They're unlikely to overcome uh, poor habitat or food. Let's say that one year you have early storms that are coming in and they just didn't get the nutrition that they need because of these early storms, or you had drought and you didn't get those late monsoonal uh, rains that you needed. They're unlikely to be able to overcome and adapt to those situations because A mother that gives birth, when she is healthy, she is giving birth to offspring that are more resilient and more able to overcome those situations. Underweight mothers affect population dynamics. Because if mothers are consistently behind the eight ball, so to speak, if they're consistently down, consistently underweight, then this is going to affect your population for years to come. So here in the Intermountain West, this northern Utah part, uh, southern Idaho area that I live in, about every four to five years, there is a massive die-off because of winter and cold and deep snows. We just had one of the worst ones we've had in years. This could put this population back four or five years, depending on how well they do the next year. But if we have in this winter coming up another bad winter like we do, not only did you lose the older bucks, the older females, you lost the younger ones as well. So you've got this age class that three, four, five-year-old animals. But then if you lose another age class, now you got four, five, and six, and that six-year-old is starting to get pretty old and starting to feel the effects. But you also have a loss in reproduction. And if the mothers are consistently nutritionally starved, 
then it's going to create more and more challenges and your population is ultimately going to go down. I wonder, and th- I, n- I have no facts to support this, but uh, after attending a meeting, they said that the Utah Division of Wildlife has cut tags by 25,000 tags over the last five years. We have had massive storms in the north and drought in the south. I wonder if this overall uh, massive storms and drought is creating a situation where we are compromising the mothers too much and the population is declining. The health of ungulates has some broader implications, I guess you could say. It creates some ecosystem challenges. If the population of mule deer starts to go down, now you have predators out there that are looking for another prey. This is when ag really starts to come into play and they start to target these ag uh, industries more, whether it's the sheep or the cattle. They're going to start coming in looking at them as prey because there's not enough prey. And so all these things are coming into effect, all because mothers are underweight. And then habitat considerations. Uh, For me, this is a habitat issue. If it's not an environmental seasonal one, whether it's drought or uh, big snowstorms or those type of seasonal events, and you you know it's not that, then it's got to be a habitat issue. And it's one that is difficult to correct one of two things is going to have to happen. You're going to have to improve the habitat quality if you have mothers that are consistently malnourished. There's a couple ways to do that. One, you can do habitat projects. Habitat projects, I was joking with my boss today, uh, and he said the reason why he likes being in habitat is because uh, when you do a habitat project, you've now got grace for the next 10 years because that's how long it takes for it to show whether you did any good or not. So oftentimes, if the habitat is bad, these populations don't have 10 years. So what do you got to do? You have to reduce mouths on the landscape. Not only are you going to have to reduce bucks, but you're going to have to start targeting females until that habitat and that nutrition comes back. So the maternal effects of nutrition on the offspring are lifelong problems that will affect the offspring their entire life. It'll affect everything about a population. Your antlers are going to be smaller, 58 to 60% smaller in some groups, depending on which papers you read, and depending on how underweight and how good the habitat is. But if you want to grow bigger bucks, you want to grow bigger bulls, look at the mothers, look at the nutritional levels, look at the fat data going into these winters and coming out of the winters, and it will help you understand. If you're mad that wildlife agencies are flying, doing helicopter captures in the winter, and you can't go on a piece of property, just know that they are trying to understand what the females are looking like Because if the females are consistently underweight, it is not good for you and your hunt. It is not good for that population. All right, you guys. Have a great day. Stay wild.